0: Now what? Now what?
1: Now
2: what? Now what? Now what? Now
1: what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? Now what? I don't know where the conversation goes. I never really know where the conversations go, but we do have a focus today, which is
0: SEX. You have to add like an extra X or put a A or, you know, all those (laughs) things we have to do for social
3: media acceptance. Right. You can't say that. I know.
1: Actually, my son said something the other day about it. And I was like, even my kids having an issue with all the things. He's
3: asking me like, what? Why do they have to do that? Like, yeah, you have to soften everything. Things that make you go. Hmm.
1: (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> hmm. hmm so uh tomorrow you want to start us off you want me to start us off i'm feeling good well it's then Monday. I,
3: if you're feeling good then i think you should yeah. start us off and we do a spray thing okay it's time to spray okay. okay you have to get some I'm spray already, erica i
0: know you know what can i I, mean, I know what i'm gonna do
3: do you have a spray
1: yeah everybody should have a spray,
3: spray. yeah they should and if you don't, go to our website, the now what forward slash spray, and you spray. can spray with us. You just have spray. to do three simple things spray. Yeah, get on it.
1: I'm hanging out with my friend Tamar Medford.
3: And I'm hanging out with my friend Lane Kennedy. And this is a special
1: episode. We have <gasps> our friend. Erica Reed and
0: she's saging whoa next level The spray is out of the reach so we're gonna spray sage
3: she has stepped it up
0: wow (laughs) but I will go on your website after and get me some spray nice (laughs) it's here for you Erica welcome (laughs) to
1: our conversation today thanks for being here yeah thanks for having me
3: I uh this is a special
1: episode Special, tomorrow.
3: Yes, it is special. But shall we? What do we say we're talking about today?
1: Well, we're, we <laughs> have. You know, Erica has a lot, a lot of experience. This is her yeah. kind of wheelhouse. Uh, yeah. She is a vita coach. Is that how I say it? Vita I'm coach.
0: A, I'm about to be a vita coach. Yes, yeah. I Which? am an occupational therapist. Yes, but I don't do a lot of traditional. OT, exactly. I specialize in some particular body work, um, yes. but then also I have a pelvic health, pelvic
3: floor specialty.
1: Tamara, you know what the pelvic floor is?
3: Kind of. I've heard about it. Tamara hasn't had more. a baby.
0: Erica, do you have kids? I do not.
1: Okay. Oh my just, God! How did you get into once, this then?
0: And and they didn't come out of my pelvic floor. Um <laughs> It is a very interesting story how I came into this. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Um sure. I think it, it's also very uh, important just because of what uh, what it means because I'm 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 obviously not the only one who's gone mm-hmm. through this experience, but I got married at 18. That's a whole nother topic.
1: Okay, wait a minute. How how what how old are you? Wait a minute. I'm
0: gonna be 52 next month.
1: Yes, sister. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you started off young.
0: Wow, I started off young. Were you wow. drinking? Young and dumb, like no. <laughs> God, I should have been. I should have been. I was rebelling uh, against okay. my parents. Yeah. Um, but you know, I had painful sex. Ugh. Yeah. And are we? we Who can hasn't the, had painful sex? We can say the word "sex" on here, right? Yes. On here course. it's safe. Okay. So I had painful sex and um, I was told by about four OBGYNs,
2: mm-hmm.
0: one male, three female, that my issue was I'm a female. That was my diagnosis. You're female. You're mm-hmm. going to have pain. Find a position that doesn't hurt. <gasps> so not only was it painful sex, it was, I want to say disturbing sex because that just sounds wrong, but it was, let me just painful. say. This. Well, here's the scenario. I would lie there and and I would have tears coming down and then I would get in the shower afterwards and feel shameful and uh, feel gross and think, what the hell is that for? Um, And this continued for a while. And like I said, I I was told that that's just the way it is. So I went on to live in New York City for a while, party in the Hamptons. Then I was not sober. And I got so that I could tolerate sex because I was high or drunk or whatever it took to just completely numb out and think that I was doing the sexual thing. And then I, you know, became an occupational therapist. I ended up eventually in California and we have to have CEUs to keep up our licenses. And I went to a Mm -hmm. myofascial class and uh, I thought that was, it, it was a, very interesting atmosphere because people were doing strange things and and that's what i specialize in is myofascial work but there were people having releases mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. physically uh verbally emotionally and um i just kind of sat there looking for the cameras because i was new to this whole california la thing and i was like okay this shit is weird <laughs> but myofascial was- work is deep it's deep. It's no it's joke. Deep. It's no joke. Uh-uh. It's no joke. And the, I do John Barnes myofascial and it's a particular style that sometimes it's very light and people are wondering, is she doing anything? It almost uh-huh. feels you know, light like sacral work, but, but it goes very deep into, yeah. it goes to the cellular level. Mm-hmm. So I ended up in Sedona at one of their facilities and John Barnes himself was uh, going to work on me. And he's like, you know, so what do you have going on? And I was like, I have this blockage in my nose and I have this and that and I have painful sex. Well, next thing you know, there was a pinky up my nose and then there were fingers in my vagina. But and and there were students there. And so obviously I was covered up and and I'm just sitting there like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. But, you know, he was the first one outside of, um, you know, sexual uh, encounters to actually go in. And he went straight down to my tailbone
2: mm-hmm, and
0: mm-hmm. the pain shot up into my ruptured appendix scar mm. I Had a ruptured appendix when I was 11. And that's when I realized that that's what this pain was. The scar mm. tissue had vined out, which scar tissue does mm-hmm. and wrapped around my tailbone. So mm. every time I had intercourse, that was cool. pulling on that and hurting that. So this was a huge discovery for me. And I started working on the scar tissue with the ways that I knew how internally, externally on the body. And that took care of my scar tissue issues and my painful sex. Now, some of my other issues went a little deeper into the fascia, you know, with more emotional, just from things that happened with your child and then all the trauma of having sex. And so, that's stuff i've had to continue working on. Yep. And that's where the vita coaching comes in that i just spent mm-hmm. the last year doing because yep. that is more of a very somatic way mm-hmm. of getting into the body but not having to any you know touch you mm-hmm. um you go in yourself and you find the blockages you talk to it you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. help find those areas and release it. So but that's why it's so important to me because both these things were you know i was just told they were
1: well, okay. Let's go back to, uh, you had how many OBGYNs? Four, Four. three men, two, one man, oh, three, women. one man, three women. Okay. So yeah. this is what makes me crazy. I'm just going to call it out right here <laughs> is when a, a woman OBGYN tells me about my body mm-hmm. and shames me about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I have
1: had two female OBGYNs do this to me and it is horrifying to me. Like, I don't understand it Tamar, Have you had any experience with OBGYNs like this?
3: No, I have a okay. male and he's actually great. So, oh, so lucky. My male yeah, OBGYNs lucky. have been the best. Yeah. They really have. I,
0: except for that one, obviously that, uh, didn't know what he was talking about, but still I've always been the most comfortable or got the most attention, not uh-huh. in a weird way, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: But, yeah.
1: but
0: from the male OBGYNs. It's so interesting. interesting to me, but me I'll too. tell you what it's I cannot believe that this is still happening, but I still have clients come to me now and say, I have painful sex. That's what mm-hmm. they're there for. Yep. My OBGYN told me just to have a glass of wine. No, they're still saying this just a month ago. I had a client come in and say, yeah, she just told me just have a glass of wine and relax
1: Yeah, and, and relax. Yeah. How are you supposed to relax when it, oh, it's like brutal?
0: Wow. I never use the R word in, in my clinic because- I think it's very unrelaxing trying <laughs> to relax, especially when someone just tell you, relax, relax, relax. That's like when someone tells you, oh, just chill out. Does <laughs> that chill you out or does that fire you up? I want to <laughs> grab them.
3: Yes. And- oh.
1: I had a security at the airport tell me to relax oh. as I was late to my flight and the, it was on their problem, their issue. And he was, t- and I was like, I am relaxed. And he's like, no, you're not. I'm like. I'm relaxed. Do you know me? (laughs) Oh, Oh, it was a moment I will never forget. And so now I tell Adrian, my son, don't ever tell a woman to relax. (laughs) No. Mm
3: -mm.
1: Do not do that. No. So you had, you you went down this, this path and now you help women find, I guess their sexual freedom, so to speak, right?
2: Yes. Well,
0: right now... As an OT with a pelvic floor specialty, it yep. is more based around pain free, pain free, um, posture, mm-hmm. um, ease in pregnancy. Oh, all those yes, yeah, yeah. So that pregnancy
1: I, situation, that yeah, you probably well, have quite a few.
0: Oh, well, that's a whole nother, quite a few moms surprise. coming to you for that, yeah. But you know, it's that, that's a whole nother topic that really gets me riled up because the way that we're, we are, mm, well, the way that we're treating moms to be, but Mm -hmm. also just the way that we're doing this Mm -hmm. is, is um, it's just incredible. Let's, let's throw you on a gurney. Let's have you on your back. Your sacrum is supposed to open up. It's supposed to mutate so that you can poop and, and have babies come out. How do you do that when you're on your back? That was made for convenience and, and the list goes on and on with that, but I do, I do see, I've seen a handful of women after with their second pregnancy Mm -hmm. and what they went through with the first was just, it's not okay. No. And, um, and then, so we do some work to help them learn how to open the pelvic floor, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just to get things ready and prepared,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: um, mentally, physically, and then it's a different experience. Yeah, but um, yeah, that's a whole nother topic. But you know, I see women after they've had babies, so it's it's a lot more of the physical. Although in my world, and in most of our worlds, we just may not recognize it. it it's not just physical. There's always the emotional behind it, right? So it's it. I'm always have been working with that, and I'm a trauma informed therapist. Which I think it's funny that I even have to say that because I think every therapist should be trauma informed. However, that is not the case. Nope. And, um, so I'm always working with that, but bringing the Vita coaching in is just, uh, another step up because that's really bringing in, um, I don't want to say bringing in the past, but bringing in right now and how it's being affected by that. We don't sit there and harbor on the past or talk about the past, but we do find techniques that find out what's stored in the body, just like I do with my hands, with the myofascial, but through talking and coaching, we find those areas to help bring it up so that we can how'd you, have some. How'd you like working with Layla? So I I never got to work with her specifically and there were opportunities, but I could never get on the live classes. But um, yeah, she's got a different energy. She's got a very... <laughs> I, I I definitely will say that I, my coaching will be different, which is okay. We all have different ways, um, but she's doing great things and I love her story and I love all that she studied and how she's brought that together. Um, but I'm still finding my niche. That's when I'm in the process of deciding right now how I'm going to integrate the two and what my niche is going to be. And my niche is probably going to be centered around, um, sex and, and trauma, And pain-free sex because A, I've lived it. I have the experience. And and B, I'm working with clients around that so much. And then also, you know, I have my nonprofit that's really centered around trauma and sex. And so I think it it would be a nice blend. And that would be really an area where I could really be at the most benefit right now.
3: So for those listeners, um, the, what is it, myofacial? yes what is that just in case somebody's listening and going what is that like i was yes yes sorry
0: it's yeah it's in in my head it's like i hear it all the time so (laughs) um basically myo meaning muscle in facial fascial being the fascia in the body and so to very quickly describe it when we are conceived and we're one cell and then we turn into 35 to 70 million cells all of these cells are connected by this collagenous material, this, um, this fascia. Like when you peel back the skin of a chicken, but everyone talks about the fascia and anatomy trains, and you know we just have this fascia holding everything together, but it goes even deeper than it is usually discussed. It literally connects every cell in the body. So we are just this 3D web of fascia that suspends every organ, every bone, every other muscle, um, everything in the body some people go so far as saying there is no such thing as a muscle or an organ or anything it's all this web it's just how the web is designed in these certain areas but they the fascia is made up of these tiny little microtubules and inside of that is it's a gelatinous material and it's it's actually the fourth phase of water that was discovered by Dr. Pollock it is a gelous material so you know we already have our ice air and um liquid. <laughs> and so here's this gel in the body and what they believe is that this is where our chi our energy everything flows all our information flows in here. This is also where they believe that the memory because you know we've all heard that we have the cellular memory in our body and so they believe it is in that substance. And what happens when we have trauma which could be physical, mental, emotional, Your brain doesn't know the difference. It just perceives something and it says protect, protect, protect. So it locks down, it dehydrates this area. So then this gel material is, it has 2000 pounds of pressure per square inch, or it can have. And so you have this huge webbing in our body with these 70 trillion cells and these areas start to get locked down. And eventually you get enough locked down. you're going to start to feel it. And so we're compensating working around it and we're not getting blood flow to these areas. So with these, with the John Barnes myofascial, we are doing a long sustained hold on these areas and it helps get, it's like the 99th monkey. You start getting the other liquid in the body and the other energy in the body moving this area so that it starts flowing again. And we have a, a gel material again, instead of a hardened material.
1: I've had this work done on my groin and I have felt like I have jumped out of my skin and, and like gone to a different planet. Yeah. It, it is so intense. Yeah. I had it done on my uh, work on my shoulder. Uh, and it, it it's, it's the, yeah, it's like outer body experience feeling when something shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, I was working with a doctor here at uh, UCSF and he he's a teacher. He's highly regarded. He travels. This is what he, this is what he does. And we were talking about energy and spirit living in the myofascial. Yes. And, and it was the first time that I actually heard a doctor recognize scientists working. And I was like, yes.
0: Yeah. That's huge.
1: Like Lane, everything is held in this, the myofascial, like everything. And it was so, um, what's that uh, validating to me Mm -hmm. because I think this, right. Because I'm super spiritual or whatever I am, right. Connected to other things. But when he said that, I thought, okay, yeah, I'm on the right path here. I'm, I'm, I'm onto something here. And so when I'm working with somebody in with mindfulness or with meditation or with hypnosis, I will go into that cell level. And I'll say release, right? So I kind of go at it that way where you're actually manipulating it, which is so cool.
0: Yes, well, okay, two things there. And somebody just, I was talking, having a conversation with somebody about this recently because I was reading how they say they believe the soul lives in this area. And um, yep. I, I do too. I mean, yep. it when you really, and John has amazing articles on his website that really get into the science of it and the understanding of how important this fascia is. Um, and yes, I do manipulate it. Yes and no. Um, from, a, from an outside look and, and that's how it feels. But what I'm actually doing is having conversation with the brain. I'm bringing the brain's attention to that area and allowing the brain to see, oh, okay, there's nothing going on here. This is, we're safe here. Do you hear that in the background? Sorry, it's my dog. <laughs> he's really digging the conversation.
3: It's all good. I, we'll keep I, I do have show on
0: him and he's like, yeah, it's good stuff.
3: <laughs> Feeling good still. Oh
0: my gosh. Sorry about that. But yes, we're, we're just getting the brain to recognize. And just like you're telling the body, just release. And, and that's what we're telling the brain release, let this go. This is all good now. And and we have the power to do that. And it's, a, well, I'm not going to use the shame word. It's too bad that we are not taught how to do this. The monks can do it. They can sit there and release everything in their body. We have that power. We're just, you know, we haven't been taught.
1: It is, it is. We have that power. And so many women need to find that power. We just mm-hmm. need to tap into it. Yes. Uh, with I'm gonna get back to the vita, vita coaching, vita. and and how. From my understanding, you know that is all. It's about all about pleasure and finding pleasure, and for, you know, our listener, our our audience, you know, uh, a lot of them have lost that. Yes. So, what is something that you can share that they can do today to kind of ignite themselves, perhaps? you know cuz a lot of a lot of ladies get stuck you know they just do yeah
0: well the, the vita it stands for by the way vital integrative tantric approach and it is about sex love and relationships so um <laughs> it's funny because the first 3 or 4 months of the schooling we literally it was just all us working on ourselves so i had to literally play with myself three to four times a week. And every time I got invited to go out or something, I was like, no, sorry, I have to stay home and masturbate to my, <laughs> my homework tonight. <laughs> and I got to the point of the end of it, I was like, okay, I'm really kind of done with this. I'm I'm okay. Exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting when you have to do it, you know? And I was still having relationships with my boyfriend. And so, but yet I was, you know, doing all this stuff. And And what I recognized is I had done a lot of the work um, in my process over the years. Uh, so it's it's really nice to have it in a in a fit form and how I can deliver it to someone else. But it is such a broad thing. But what I can tell you is that what we do is we first of all, we really narrow down what somebody's true desire is around sex, love, or relationship. And they might just start out saying, Oh, I just I want to have more joy. And then we'll dive deeper into that. Well, What would that look like for you? How would your life be different? And then when we start diving into it, we might find out it's not just joy, it's they really need something deeper. They really need like an acceptance or of their body or, you know, it just you dive in and you see that there's really something underneath it that may be keeping them from that joy. So I think one of the most important things is to really get clear on what it is you want it's not just, you know, if you're having problems in a relationship, well i just want a guy that just you know, treats me better and then i'll want more sex. you know, it's mm-hmm. it's really diving into what is it that you really desire deep in your core.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and then one of the things we do is called the five senses. and so i think this is a really cool technique that you can do with around anything that you want. Mm-hmm. and So I would say when you find your, your really deep desire, then play around with it a little bit, close your eyes and really imagine that you are that person with that deep desire and just sit with that for a little bit. And then you ask yourself the five senses questions as that person
2: with that deep desire. What do you see around you? Hmm. What do you hear around you? what do you touch? What do you smell? And what do you taste? Those can be a little harder.
0: Usually somebody tastes, if it's a kind of more sensual pleasure, it's always strawberries, (laughs) 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 but really feeling deep into that desire. Mm -hmm. For one thing, we know that just bringing that in and feeling as if it's already there, that starts manifesting and bringing things into your life, right? Instead of, um, just always thinking about what you don't have. You're thinking about what you have, but what it would be like. And so you're building that environment around you. After enjoying that five senses and knowing that you can always come back to that, you can also then scan your body to see if there's anywhere in your body that is resisting that goal or that desire, that lusciousness, that pleasure. And, and it, like I said, it doesn't have to be just around sex. It could be whatever your goal or desire is. Then start scanning your body for that area. Then it's going to be a matter of, okay, I have this resistance here in my body. I need to spend some time talking to this. What is this? Who are you? What is your purpose here? Uh, it's anger. Okay. What are you doing here? I'm protecting you. What are you protecting me from? And you keep going deeper to find out what that core is. And you're having a conversation with this part of you because it is a real part of you and you're able to talk to it. And maybe some of the things you can do is give it a different role. Say, I don't need you to protect me for this anymore. Thank you. Which I think is always an important part to remember to always thank your body, even for the bad stuff, for you to thank you because I know you were there to protect me. Uh, but start talking to it and see if you can bring in another part to support it. I, th- I think that's, Probably the easiest thing that would encompass most any goal or desire is to really hone in, get clarity on it, spend some time around it to see what it would really feel like. Spend some time in that five sense reality so that you bring that into your life. But then also when you have time, play with where's the resistance to this? What really is the resistance? It's not just because I always choose the wrong partner or you know, the world's against me. It's because I have something in me that was trying to protect me and it's actually energetically blocking me from my true desire. So I'm going to start working with that. My goal is to eventually be able to combine these two things and have workshops or have ways that people can access stuff so they can learn how to mild go in there and how they can continue to talk through it as well and work through those limitations.
3: Do you find that, okay, so I was someone who never used to want to talk about sex, not not that I'm, you know, want to talk about sex all the time right now, but that a lot of women try to they don't talk about it because they want people to think that it's good like i'm good in this area right that there's that because we talked about that shame around it Mm -hmm. and it's like i'm okay like my sex life's good they don't want to bring that up and talk about that they're not having their needs met they don't feel desired they don't feel like they can open up sexually
0: oh absolutely i mean i came back i came from a christian background where men are bad and sex is bad that's what i was told and I'll tell you what, that's how it started out. <laughs> the man was bad and the sex was really bad. So um, I, I lived that and then I had to work through it. And I see i see that that is still an issue, absolutely. But what I also see is because I see different age groups, there are a lot of people willing to talk about it, but they aren't actually really having the up most pleasurable, great sex. They just think I'm having sex. It's not painful. So it's great. It's fine. And I just want to see that, no, it could go to an even better level. I, you know, it, it's so great to see that people are able to talk about it and they're not living in the shame as much, or they're starting to learn to come out of it. I do see that a lot, that, everyone recognizes that they were shamed and that this is something especially when you get my age it's like oh you know let's start talking about it but now the next thing that i would like to see is is that there's even more pleasure it's not just okay i'm i'm willing to have sex so my husband's happy and it's like do you, can you take it to another level so that like you start having some really good fun with it
1: erica that's it right there that that's it i think that is the conversation it's like women ladies, you, my friend. Yep. Need to have more fun. Like mm-hmm. you need to have more pleasure. Period. Tomorrow,
3: Agree. Because I used to, in my previous relationship, it was just kind of get it done and over with. Right. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't like, I'm like, I don't, I don't even care. Right. Whereas today that's completely different, but that's also as a result of acknowledging my sexuality and learning how to open up, learning how to be okay with my body. And that took Well, I'm almost 47 now, right? And it took that long for me to finally tap into it. Like, we're actually, I just very recently started going, okay, I want to learn about, you know, Tantra. Mm -hmm. And so I've been getting books and I've been reading with my partner and stuff. So it's something that it's just been it's been fascinating really. And I'm not ashamed anymore. You know, I, I remember last year getting together with a group of friends and we would talk um, amongst ourselves. And one of them said, I've never masturbated or I've never had oil sex. And some of us went into shock. Wait a minute. What? Yes. I, that's like a 40 year old virgin or something. I know my jaw dropped. Yeah. But it was like, no, we just don't, we were raised like, yeah. you don't do that and yeah. you know she didn't and what a courageous never... act for
1: her to say something yeah. too right yeah.
3: exactly but still she Incredible. doesn't want to come out right yeah, and no. i think there's a lot more to that obviously mm-hmm. but i was mm-hmm. shocked i'm like really
0: this i was going to say is the key word here is feeling safe and yeah. and and not you just don't have to like right now i have a partner that i feel very safe with to explore so that took me to another level but you don't have to have this great partner you can start with yourself but you have to feel safe even going there with yourself yeah and that's that's a huge thing and and again it goes back to all the things that we weren't taught and how to honor and love our own body and to feel safe because most of us didn't feel safe in our body
2: Mm -hmm. because most
0: of us experienced some type of abuse and and trauma trauma and just not being respected. And so we don't know how to feel comfortable and safe with our own body. And that's where it starts is is just those tiny explorations, setting up the environment for yourself, uh, taking time for yourself just to start doing little things here and there and start building it up. And then eventually, hopefully you have a partner that you feel safe with as well. And if you don't feel safe with your partner, that's the time to reevaluate that. Is that me not getting my needs met? And if so, can I talk to this partner about how I would feel safer to explore a little bit? And if that partner's not willing, then I think that would be a good time to think about getting a finding a way that you surround yourself with enough support to feel safe, because that's that's important. Mm -hmm. taking the time to do that, you know, whether it's six days or six years.
1: And that's another conversation. (laughs) That's another episode. (laughs) Uh, I I just, I want to go back to the self-pleasure. And I think that's one of the really great things that the Vita coaching brings out is this idea. I mean, you were in your room three, you know, (laughs) Like a lot. Yes. And the, the sense of finding yourself, mm-hmm. whether that be in the bathtub, the shower, in your bed, on the couch, wherever, but really exploring what that may look like. And everybody is different, right?
0: Yes. And, and it wasn't just me and can I say the P word?
1: Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> whatever. I mean, I all
0: the time. Me and pussy just, you know, it, it, it was actually an exploration of the body everywhere and getting sensations going which I think is super important because in my um in my path it it started you know first of all there was a time I couldn't even have anybody touch me in my solar plex area um and I've gotten now so people can touch me there they can lie there they couldn't use I could have intercourse but I couldn't be touched with a with someone's hands Um, and so I could touch with my own hands and then eventually I somebody else's hands. And then I found a toy, but then I got hooked on the toy. And so it was a process of, okay, now I want to be able to do other things and not just rely on this. But so with the, with the Vita approach, you're learning to use breath work and exploring, and then going on journeys in your mind, mm-hmm. whether you're inviting in your sex goddess self, you know, mm-hmm. just coming up with this, um, this person, this idea that you want to embody at the moment Mm -hmm. and using that to really uh, give yourself some, some power and during the exploration, but yeah, yeah, the self-pleasure, it it doesn't have to literally just be shooting for the orgasm. Matter of fact, it probably shouldn't be.
1: I don't think, yeah, I was going to say, I don't think that's the the goal
0: or maybe it is for some, but
1: it doesn't have to be that way all the time. No.
0: There's the so much more. Is how can we, you know, and that takes me back to my more clinical approach, which this this is one of the things that I don't think people understand. And I'm not going to get the numbers exactly right, but you'll get the idea. You know, it mm-hmm. takes a woman to get fully engorged, mm-hmm. about 40 minutes. Jeez. A man, yeah, about two.
1: Yeah, forget it. <laughs> wow. Psyched. And then
0: the average sex, I think it was seven or eleven minutes. Oh my God. That doesn't compute. No,
1: it's ridiculous. But
0: the other thing is, is that women don't understand, and this is something I love about the Vita approach. But this was something I was already teaching some of my clients too: is that it's not just getting the clit stimulated. Mm-hmm. There are several other ways to have orgasms, but also the clit is not just that little dot mm-hmm. <laughs> at the top. It goes all the way under the labia, mm-hmm. and there are more nerves than actually in the penis. So. There's so much erectile tissue there that needs, not needs, but if you take the time and get that engorged as well, your pleasure is going to be so much more. And you're Mm -hmm. going to be so much more receptive to anything else being down there and being inserted down there. So um, all these things come together. And these are things that you can start exploring and playing with to really get to know your anatomy Mm -hmm. and your body and what's Mm -hmm. going on. I say, get a mirror,
2: take Mm -hmm. a look
0: before you start pleasuring yourself and after, and you'll see the difference in the engorgement and start to really be amazed at how wonderful all these parts mm-hmm. are that
2: mm-hmm.
0: have just gotten ignored for so long.
1: I think that, that you just said that, get the mirror, get the mirror, get the mirror <laughs> uh, for our listeners in Japan. Thanks for listening. Uh, for those of you in Germany, thanks for listening Uh, I can just appreciate the idea of all of our listeners uh, just being open-minded to this conversation. You know, it's a courageous act to talk about sex. People just don't do it, right? And as women, we get hung up on it. So I, I just, yes on the mirror, Yes, on self pleasure. Yes, on putting yourself first. Uh, and I think I can, I just go back to the Vita approach and how, you know, if if you can't start down there, start with your start with the boobies,
2: right? Absolutely.
1: Start with the breast.
0: Start. with I mean, just they putting are your delightful. Hand, your fingers along your arm. There you go. And see what? Yeah. It, see what That's kind of touch spot. you like. Yeah. 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 There see you go. What touch you like. Yeah. And discover. And you know, you said put yourself first, but the crazy thing is. When you're putting yourself first and pleasuring yourself, particularly if you're in a a heterosexual relationship, that does everything for your male partner. So putting yourself first to him, that's, that's like very, very pleasurable. (laughs) That's That's what he wants to see. So it's not an issue. You're not being selfish. Don't worry. (laughs) This is actually a very good thing. Yeah. Well, and I oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, it just, it just goes back to, I say, just take the time, close the doors, know you're in a safe place and just start touching and see what you like, then start looking and you can just keep going from there. But, but that is, that's where you start just spending time with you, getting to know your body. It's amazing that we just ignore that part. And, you know, I think a lot of it starts with, well, obviously culture, but, you know, we have painful periods. Then we have painful sex. And then we just don't want anything to do with down there. But that's, that's another one of my soapboxes is we don't have to have painful periods and we don't have to have painful sex. And I'm so sick of doctors saying it's normal because it's not freaking normal. It's common. It's not normal. It's not okay. And there are things going, they just don't know. And they don't know how to say they don't know and to send, refer them to a pelvic floor therapist or to an energy worker, or, you know, they just don't know. So we have to discover it for ourselves. To take the time to see what you like.
3: And when you know what you like, you can communicate that with your partner yes. as well. Because how do you, you know, I've been asked that, well, what do you like? Uh, that's good.
2: Um, <laughs> uh, well, to uh, the uh, left.
3: Sure. <laughs> go with that.
1: Um, try a little faster. <laughs> a little faster. No, nope, slow it down.
3: <laughs> and I love how you know you talk about the senses in the body because that was an exercise I read about about a month ago. And there's so many spots all over the body that when you run your fingers over there, like spend you know an hour with your partner doing that and it's mm-hmm. amazing the areas that you learn, you know and yourself that it's like oh wow I didn't know that you know like you said the arm here like right here yeah it's I could rub my arm all day that's the crook of the arm right there it is the crook of the arm the feels pretty good yes. Yes. <laughs> some people call it the elbow pit but I just don't like how that
0: sounds no, uh, no that's not very sexy no what I'm currently doing um I'll be I'll put it out there I have no problem I never liked I was not into my nipples being touched and my nipples are always, they're always pointing me in the right direction. And you would think that they would be super pleasurable, but they have never been. So not only am I trying to change that, I Mm -hmm. want to learn Mm -hmm. to orgasm Mm -hmm. by having my nipples Mm -hmm. touched. So I'm doing this thing where, you know, as you're pleasuring yourself, you're playing with your nipples so that you start associating that with the orgasm.
3: Oh,
1: it's delightful.
3: Mm. Huh? I can't wait. I, yeah. yeah. That's something that I have struggled with as well. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't, I'm getting it more now, but okay. Excellent. Try it. You'll want like to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness.
1: Erica, what a delight. I'm so, so glad that you were able to join us today. Yeah. Tomorrow, is there anything else? I'm just, I'm. You have more s- questions. I know you take the notes. You take the questions.
3: No, I just love this conversation. I'm yeah. glad that you could join us on the show, and we can talk so openly about it because I think we need to start doing that, right? We need to yeah. normalize this stuff. I mean, it comes. A lot of it is from our beliefs, right? How we were raised mm-hmm. that masturbation isn't good, sex isn't mm-hmm. good, and it's it's all good. It's I all mean, good.
0: It's all good.
3: You know, the God yeah. gave us all these parts for a reason.
1: Yep, mm-hmm. that's right.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Pleasure it up. And yeah, listen, if we
0: want to be healthy in the body and healthy in the mind, everything needs to be flowing and moving, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. It's all energy and it needs to be flowing and moving. And when we have these limitations, whether it's an actual physical limitation and we need fascia work or it's a, an emotional limitation, we need to move that energy. And so we mm. need to get all these parts online. And it starts with just noticing them, yeah. bringing in, what am I feeling here? What, what am I noticing? And then start moving, whether it's get out and move or, or use a ball and work on the fascia or use your mind and have a conversation with that area. Any way it takes for you to connect with that area so we can keep everything flowing and then our health and our vitality are flowing. And, and I think that's, that's the way to live life, right? Mm-hmm. Free.
1: Yeah. Free. So, so grateful. Erica, so our listeners should head on over to, is it Head to Soul. Yes. Dot-
0: head to soul.net Net. Number, yeah. two, H-E-A-D, number two, H E A D number two, S O U L. Yep.
3: And yeah,
1: check out your work. Okay. Uh, thank you for hanging out Tamar Medford.
3: Thanks for hey. hanging out lane, Kennedy and Erica. Thanks for hanging out, Erica Reed.
1: Thanks for, thanks for, out, having, Reed. And thanks for yeah. having
3: this conversation.
1: <laughs> really great.
0: Now
3: let's all go play with our nipples. Yeah. <laughs> I'm canceling the rest of my day. <laughs>